Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. About that right on the first page of the Our Life, we are supporting the Jimmy Heath House through our congregational Christmas card and IHN through the People vs. Pets campaign. And finally, our annual Christmas gift program starts today and you'll find the Teeters family out at a table right outside the sanctuary where you can pick up your gift tags to buy those gifts for folks in our community. There's more information in the Our Life and in the November Horn. It is time for you to order your Christmas Eve poinsettia. There are order forms out in the lobby. The deadline is next week, so please keep that in mind. Just a reminder, as you make your holiday plans, we do have a Thanksgiving Day service. It's 10 a.m. in the morning. We'd love to have you join us. If you've got family in town, why not bring them along? It's a great service. Um, Also, we do have wall calendars, 2020 wall calendars available in the lobby. Remember, those are a gift from the family of Helen Colasar. Helen and Bob gave those calendars for many years for us, and the gift continues even after they're gone. And so uh, get them while they last. Also, a couple of opportunities for you tomorrow evening. One is that, hey, guys, tomorrow is Pub Theology 7 p.m., you can read about that in the Our Life. Also, the Stephen Ministers are bringing in a couple of uh, guest speakers tomorrow night that will be talking about Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon, and so uh, they thought this is such a great opportunity. Why not invite everyone to come and hear these speakers? So please know that you are welcome. That is at 7 p.m. tomorrow night, and it'll be right here at Good Shepherd. So please keep those learning opportunities as we grow our faith Uh, that are available for you tomorrow evening. May God bless us as we worship. Our first reading is from the book of Malachi. The Lord of heaven's armies says, the day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day, the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings And you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. Here ends the reading. We are now going to say together Psalm 98 uh, responsively, which means I say a line and then you say a line. The bold face is you. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. Shout to the Lord all the earth, break out in praise and sing for joy. Make a joyful symphony before the Lord, the King. Let the sea and everything in it shout God's praise. Let the Let the hills sing out their songs of joy before the Lord, for God is coming to judge the earth. He will 
and continue with a reading from Second Thessalonians. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they received from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command, those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. We command such people to urge, and, excuse me, we command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Comes from Luke's gospel. Some of Jesus' disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, the time is coming when all these things will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Teacher, they asked, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? Jesus replied, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming, I am the Messiah, and saying, The time has come. But don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. Then Jesus added, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and there will be famines and plagues in many lands and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, will betray you. They will even kill some of you. And everyone will hate you because you are my followers but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win your souls. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Some of you may remember the movie from the late 1980s called When Harry Met Sally. And in that movie, Harry actually met Sally for the first time when, as recent college graduates, they decide to share a ride from Chicago to New York. And they spend that 18-hour drive in the car talking and getting to know one another. And at one point, Harry is trying to brag to Sally about his deep and dark approach to life. And to illustrate, he says, when I buy a new book, I read the last page first. 
That way, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. Well, it might seem like we took a lesson from Harry as we read our gospel today, which feels a bit like reading the last page of a book, and not just any book, but the book of life as we know it. Jesus seems to be talking about how the world will end, and the images are dark and gloomy and even a little frightening. I mean, when Jesus is talking about the magnificent temple in Jerusalem being completely destroyed and about wars and insurrections and earthquakes, famines, portents, and plagues, it does get our attention. I mean, on the one hand, it is easy to understand why Jesus is talking about the end of the story because he's experiencing his own last days after all. We're late in Luke's gospel. Jesus is in Jerusalem in the looming days right before his crucifixion. The Palm Sunday parade has already happened. And the shouts of Hosanna are shifting to suspicions and threats and questions about his authority. Jesus is reading the last page and he's trying to get his disciples ready for the challenges to come. And so to prepare them, he offers a word of hope and a call to faithfulness. Listen again to some of what Jesus says. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. Do not panic. Do not be afraid. Because then you will have an opportunity to testify to them about me. And I will give you words and wisdom, and not a hair of your head will perish. And by your endurance, you will gain your souls. You see, Jesus wants those disciples to know that when the going gets hard and confusing and chaotic, he'll be there. They won't be alone. God will not abandon them on the last page of the last day. An important message. An important message not only for them, but also for that next generation of disciples. Because for them, they did indeed see that magnificent temple in ruins. When the Romans destroyed it some 40 years after Jesus was raised from the dead. They saw Jerusalem looking like a war zone. And many were persecuted because of their faith. To them, it must have felt like they were experiencing the end times and that they were living that last page of history that Jesus told them about or talked about. But this word from Jesus must have given them courage and comfort and hope in the midst of all those struggles that they were facing. And the world continues to struggle, doesn't it? I mean, here we are 2,000 years later, and we're still waiting for that last page of history. And yet every generation has seen its share of war in the world and kingdom rising against kingdom. Every generation has seen earthquakes and famines and plagues. Just as these words of Jesus offered comfort and courage and hope to those first disciples 
Well, we need them too. Because as we read the headlines, we might wonder if we are living in the end times now in this generation. But it isn't just those global things happening out there. Sometimes we may feel as though we are experiencing the last days much more intimately. In our own lives, times when it feels like the world as we know it is coming to an end. And the great temples and foundations that we thought would support us and be there forever come crashing down. Times like when the person who was our world dies. We lose the job that gives our life meaning. Disease invades our bodies. We experience violence. Life is dramatically altered because someone we love or we ourselves are struggling with addiction. You see, there are lots of ways to experience the last days. And few of us will go unscathed in the span of our lifetimes. More than likely, the world as we know it will end at some point. And today, Jesus gives us courage and comfort and hope and direction for when that happens. Jesus says, don't be terrified when these things take place. Because he will give us words and wisdom so that we can testify to his presence among us. And not a hair of our heads will perish. No matter what our last days may look like now, Jesus invites us to look for his presence. And as we lean on him, we will testify to his love. I was inspired this week when I read an article about former President Jimmy Carter. Now, whether you agree with his politics or not, many times over the years, Jimmy Carter has given powerful testimony to his faith. The article I read recalled how in 2015, the former president was diagnosed with cancer which had already spread to his brain. He was 90 years old at the time. Well, earlier this month, Carter told his Sunday school class, yes, he still teaches a Sunday school class, the story about when he found out that he had cancer. And he said that he thought then that he would die very quickly. And so he faced the reality of his own mortality. I guess in light of our conversation today, Jimmy Carter came face to face with his last days. And it must have felt to him like the world as he knew it was coming to an end. So Carter told his Sunday school class last month that when he received his diagnosis, he went to God and he prayed about his situation. But he said he didn't ask God to let him live. Instead, he asked God to give him a proper attitude towards death. And after that prayer, Jimmy Carter said, I found that I was absolutely and completely at ease with death. I've had a wonderful life, he said. I'm ready for anything, and I'm looking forward to the next adventure. 
It's in the hands of God whom I worship. May we all experience that kind of assurance in God's presence and God's goodness as we face our own last days and moments when the world as we know it ends. See, I think Jimmy Carter in many ways understands God's hope for us. That the thing to do when the end seems near is to just keep living faithfully. To continue to walk with God and to look for ways to testify to how God's love is with us. See, when Jimmy Carter was diagnosed four years ago, he didn't stop living and just dread that the end was coming. He kept on building houses for Habitat for Humanity and doing his work at the Carter Center, and he continued traveling extensively to monitor political elections in struggling parts of the world. He was not terrified but simply acted on the words and the wisdom that God gave him. And in those ways, he continues to testify to God's love. Look, I don't know when or if your world has ended. And I don't know when or if you have felt as though the last days were upon you. What I do know is if, that, if you have experienced those moments, you did not face them alone. Our God of love was there to help calm your fears and to give you words and wisdom. And as Jesus says, in the end, not a hair of our heads will ultimately perish. Because when that final last day comes... It will actually be a first day. It's good that we jumped to the end of the book today to read the last page because what we find is that God is already there. God is already there at the last page. Just as God was on yesterday's page and is on today's page and will be on tomorrow's page, whatever page we are on, we need not be terrified because God is there. And not a hair of our heads will perish because in the end, the end is already in God's hands. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.